I love that the bumper today is in Spanish. Anybody else get that today? <laughs> yeah, if you're online, welcome. We're multi-languages. You never know what we're going to say next. I've been trying Duolingo. I got like three of those. So come on. It was good today. Hey, welcome this morning. It is great to have you guys here. What a privilege it is to come and share in this time with you what the word of the Lord is saying to us. In this journey of life, I have been married to the same woman for 30 years. That's one of those like, mic drop, I'm out of here, I don't care. So my wife is sitting over here on the side. I have been so grateful. 30 years, I mean, think about that. Some of you aren't even 30 years old yet, and we've been married that long. So it's been an amazing journey, and I'm so grateful for my wife that walks with me every single day. We got to celebrate this anniversary together by saying, okay, if we save some money, and we did that for a long time, where would we go on an anniversary trip? So... If you're going to take a trip, where would you go? You know, pick the map. Okay, is it Orlando? You know, is it California? Is it? So we started going through all these different places. Well, before the gas prices went up, praise the Lord, I went online and I found a cheap ticket to Italy. Cheaper than where I could even fly to Orlando. It was crazy. So it was like, honey, let's go to Italy. So Praise the Lord, we had the chance to go and celebrate. And let me tell you, my wife is taking pictures like every five seconds, it feels like, snapping everything, talking about everything. She's posting online, and we got to see some beautiful places. I know some of you have been friends with us. You've been following online. You got to see those when we got to take this trip. As a matter of fact, I, I just want to show you a little bit of what happened. She made this post on social media. This is a picture from our balcony of one of the places we stayed at on the coast. I know, come on. So I know you saw, for those of you that were friends, you see that online and you're like, oh my goodness, I wish I could go to a place like that. If I could just do a vacation like that. And yeah, it was amazing. Now I'm telling you, every five steps I took, it was Instagrammable, that kind of place. Like I couldn't stop. I'm taking pictures like, I didn't see that. I go to take another one. I didn't see that. And just over and over and over again. Well, she put a post of that with some others. I could stay all day just showing you our trip, but I'm not doing that because the word of the Lord is more important. But I want to tell you something. What she did next was she said, look at the end of my post. So the reason she said that is because if I only showed you straight out front, the view from the balcony, you wouldn't see this. Notice this picture. This was right below us. So what you don't know is it is the main bus stop where we were staying for the whole town. And one lane road, in case you can't tell, so really skinny roads, cars are honking horns, buses are trying to come through, people are lined up waiting, they're yelling at each other, noise is going on, but if I only showed you the other picture, ah, what a beautiful place. And then you start to realize, well, okay, I can show you what I want to show you. I can let you see what I want you to see. Today, we're going to be talking about something that the Bible brings to light for us this morning, and it's the issue of comparison. The issue of comparison happens to every single one of us in life. If I could just have that vacation like they do, if I could just have this other house like they do, if I could just have a family like they do, if I could just have, and the longer we go down that path, we begin to realize they have and I don't. And it begins to do something in our heart and life. Listen, I, I struggle with it. I hate to confess with you as I'm walking through this message. I, I know Pastor Jason's not here today. I know he's watching online. Hey, Pastor Jason, it's good to see you this morning. 
I, I have to fight the lie that says I'm not good enough. It comes. I hear it in my head. You can't preach like Pastor Jason can preach. You don't do this all the time. You're not good enough to stand up here. I hear that voice in my head, and I have to fight it. And it is a fight. And you know what? I know if I do it, you do too. Not just about preaching. You look at stuff online. You compare yourself to others. You see what they're doing. Pick the platform. It doesn't matter. But as you're doing that, you begin to go, I, I can't do that. I don't measure up to that person. I, I don't act like that person. I, I'm just not. And all of a sudden, these voices begin to enter your mind and your heart and begin to affect the way you live each and every day. Think about it. Moms, you look at that mom influencer that's out there, and she's got it all together. She has the perfect house. She's got the perfect kitchen. When she bakes things, it looks just the right way because you know she posted that one picture that looks just right. Her kids are all lined up. Everybody acts great. You know that. And all of a sudden, it makes you feel less than. What about you guys, man? You see guys posting stuff out there and they're working out. They, they got the, the flex bod that you wish you had. You don't. You got the dad, you know, belly. Some of you are just getting out of college. Man, your friends get this massive job and you see that posted online and all of a sudden you feel it in your heart and mind. It's like, why, why can't I? Maybe it's the car or the house. You look at what they have and over and over again, you're going, I just don't measure up. I know this is voting season. I know some of you have already had a chance to do some early voting here, and uh, depending on where you live, I know it's happening already here in Texas. I don't always agree with what the presidents say, but there is one president that made a statement, and his statement I do agree with is the 26th president of the United States, Theodore Roosevelt, and here's what he said. Comparison is the thief of joy. Think about that. Comparison is the thief of joy. And you know what? I agree with that. Absolutely it is. As I look at other people, I look at what they have. As I try to desire what they have, it reminds me what I don't have. And I'm less than. And all of a sudden, joy is taken away. We're going to find in the Bible today, James talks about this actual subject. If you wouldn't mind taking out your Bibles, if you've got your phone, you can look it up there as well. We're going to look at James chapter 3. It's in the New Testament, one of the smaller books there. So find James chapter three. Why you do that? Let me just remind you, as we go on this comparison journey, as we start to think about what others have and what we don't have, those voices don't come from the Lord. Actually, James is gonna talk about it today. They're from the devil himself. Sometimes we get caught up in these traps of searching after the unattainable that somebody else has got, and we just get a little glimpse of a perfection picture. We didn't get the other 10, 20 pictures they took, and we think if I could only have that, and every time it falls short. James is going to talk about that today. James chapter 3, we're going to read the, the last several verses of this chapter, starting in verse 13. I'm just going to start with verse 13 first, but we'll go through 18 before it's over. James chapter 3, verse 13 says, Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. Now, when James starts this, I need to tell you a little bit about who he's talking to. So James is not shouting on some street corner. He's not walking down some marketplace and just walking up to somebody and go, hey, who's wise among you? He's actually talking to the church, to people that follow Jesus Christ, true believers. So you know who he's talking to? He's talking to you. He's talking to me. And he's saying to us, who is wise among you? Now, he's setting up the trap right here. He's getting us right off the bat. He's going... 
I'm going to, this is not a rhetorical question. Who is wise among you? And if you're like me, I'd start to go, well, I think I'm wise. Maybe they're doing the same thing. If I think about somebody else, uh, Chance Coleman just came on our staff. Chance, are you in here? I heard his little voice back there somewhere online. He's in the room. So, you know, Chance has just come here. He's moved from the, the state of Washington. You know, he doesn't pull for the Dallas Cowboys. He pulls from some of them Seattle Seahawks. I don't know. I'm probably wiser than he is. <laughs> then again, the way Dallas is playing, I, I might not be as wise. And what I end up doing, I compare. Am I wiser than that person? Am I smarter than that person? And guess what? They're doing the exact same thing. James has called him going, look, begin to compare to one another. And here's what he says next in verse 13. By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. So James goes, you could talk the talk. That's not what I'm saying. If you've been changed, if you're a follower of Jesus, your life should be different. There should be something different about you. Prove it that you're wise. Prove it that your life has been changed. Church family, are you caught up in comparing to others and starting to think about what they would want in life? And as you look, you start to find yourself falling short over and over again. And all of a sudden he uses this term. When you start to prove it, there's this meekness of wisdom. That's important here. Meekness, we get confused by a lot of times. We'll think it's weakness. Meekness and weakness are not the same. Actually, in the original language, and this was written in Greek, it might be closer to the word gentleness, but that doesn't even go far enough. It actually is closer to find as power under control. Meekness is power under control. Think about God Almighty himself choosing to come to this earth. That's meekness, power under control. So in your life and in my life, if we're wise, it doesn't mean we have to run our mouths to show our worth, that I'm better than you. I don't have to prove myself to you. It shows. In this journey, starting to discover more and more what it means to be meek, that I know I have this power in my life, but I'm choosing to be humble. But by the way, it's not bad to search and to go after things that are good in life. Even as you look and try to determine your own life and walk, if you meet a Christ follower, by the way, in this room, if you know some people that do follow after Jesus, the greatest thing that you should see in them is that they are absolutely confident in who they are. They are absolutely secure in knowledge, and they're humble in the same journey. They're not arrogant, but they're not insecure because there's something deeper within that has changed their life. And you know what that change is? You know what that change is? Yeah, good. Jesus. The change is Jesus. Jesus makes the difference. There's something deeper within them that makes them recognize that in this life, if I compare myself to others, I start to realize I forget whose I am in this journey. And by the way, James comes back to this as he looks in verse 14, because he starts to go, I recognize when you start comparing to others, it takes you down a path that is worse than you could ever imagine. That it's not just uh, these uh, other people that you're comparing to or fighting against or, you know, that you want things from. It's actually spiritual warfare that's taking place. And he talks about it. You actually begin to listen to demonic voices. It goes that strong. Chapter 3, verse 14, it says, But if you have bitter jealousy, you have selfish ambition in your hearts, do not be uh, boast and false to the truth. So in other words, don't just run your mouth. 
This is not wisdom that comes down from above. So if it doesn't come down from above, who does it come from? It's earthly. It's unspiritual. And it's demonic. Now, that, this blew my mind. So this week, I'm reading this passage, and <clears throat> I recognize, you know, when we start looking online, I know some of you are doing it right now. I get it. When you look online, you start comparing all the stuff. You see the pictures. You're scrolling through the whole time, and... You know, you can't help but hear that voice that hits your head. And to start to recognize when I'm comparing to other people, that voice whispering in my head is demonic. That is straight from Satan himself that he begins to whisper these lies over and over and over again. He's trying to pull you away. Pull you away from what? He's trying to pull you away from what God wants in your life. He uses harsh words. Notice here, bitter jealousy, selfish ambition, earthly, unspiritual, demonic. That's what happens that's the path that comparison takes you down. Bitter jealousy. Not just jealousy, but bitter jealousy. So go with me on a journey here. I can begin to compare myself to somebody else. And I don't have X, Y, Z, you pick it. I don't have what they have. I want it. And I want it so much that all of a sudden I become jealous of what they have. Now I'm not just jealous of what they have. I actually become bitter that I don't have that anymore. And my heart gets pulled away from what God would want in my life. And I begin to focus on what others have. And it all becomes about my glory. Bitter jealousy in comparison is when you look to them and you see you don't have and they do and you want it. And you want it so much that it rules your heart and life. That's bitter jealousy. That's not wisdom from the Lord. What is selfish ambition? Well, it's actually in comparison as well. It's just on the other side. Selfish ambition says, I've got it so well made and figured out, you don't. I want to be better than you. I want to show myself better than you. That could come out as things like, hey, I got this new job. You know what I make? Oh, sorry, you don't make that much? Ah, I feel terrible for you. It could come out as, hey, we just got a new kitchen in our house. You, you guys, oh, oh, you don't? Sorry. Yeah, look at me. You pick it. I've got it all together, and you don't. Selfish ambition. To be honest, church family, it's in the church right here. That I have to be more spiritual than you. And that can come across as religion. That I can quote more verses than you, that I can say the right things if I prove myself by telling you all this stuff. You little peon, you don't know. Let me tell you about it. Selfish ambition. Satan's got you right there. And that is not from the Lord. He actually says here, it's demonic. And it leads you down the pathway of sin. Temptation is not sin until you give into it. But this is starting to take you down that path. And this is the first truth that I want you to write down today. So if you take notes on your phone, if you write something down, here's the first truth. Comparison to others leads you to sin. Comparison to others leads you to sin. Now, I want to be clear here. I didn't say it makes you sin. I said it leads you to sin. Comparison to others does. When this is happening, all of a sudden, you start to recognize where these voices are coming from. So think, we've already said, to honor the Lord, you're going to hear different things from the Lord. We'll talk about that in a little bit. In this journey, if it's demonic voices coming, they're going to whisper that lie. It'll be implanted in your head. I see that picture, and as soon as that thought comes, I begin to pursue it. And it happens every single day, so much so that it becomes regularly a part of our life. You don't even realize it. 
That's what was happening to me this week as I started thinking about this Sunday and all of a sudden to begin to worry about, can I talk like Pastor Jason or others? Those are lies that are coming from the enemy himself. And I immediately had to begin to go into spiritual warfare. You see, when we compare to others, we start to recognize we can never measure up and it leads us down a path that will destroy us. James continues to talk about it. Verse 16, he says, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exists, in other words, I've been pursuing comparison. It's starting to get into my life, control me. It will bring disorder and every vile practice. Satan's got you. He's out to destroy you. Vile practices. It'll lead you to a place of sexual immorality. You think you'll be fulfilled by that. You won't. It'll lead you down a place of pornography. You think you'll be fulfilled by that? You'll come up empty every single time. It'll lead you down a path of bitterness and anger. It'll destroy relationships in your life. It will take you down a well that you cannot dig out of on your own. That's what Satan wants. Satan wants to get you off of this path. You focus on him, you focus on yourself, and you're not focused on the one that created you. You don't focus on what God wants for your life. And that's when you're in the battle of spiritual warfare taking place for the very soul of who you are. Uh, Think about this for a moment. So you begin to head down a path of comparing to others. And before long, you start to recognize, I I am no good. I, I I can't compare. I can't measure up. And before you recognize it, you're stepping back and, and you've got low self-esteem in your life. It seems like everything around me, I, I just don't want to talk to people anymore. I, I want to try to stay away. If I scroll more, maybe I, I can find more. And, and it just keeps leading you down the path even farther. You still hear those voices whispering lies, those demons that keep coming after you. It leads you to depression. You can't get out of it. Now you're stuck in the hole. You just want to close the blinds. You want to sit in the corner. You don't even want to get out of the house, the apartment anymore. If I could just get away, it's constant. In spiritual warfare, you think that many of us, Satan is, you know, he's not omnipresent like God Almighty. You may not know that. Satan is not. God can be everywhere at all times. Satan has to have these demons and these forces that work with him to go out and do destruction. So in our minds, it's all Satan occasionally comes and tempts me. Yeah, it's not that big a deal. It's not that at all. Actually, he has forces and authorities under him that he can send out many, many, many demons. So one demon, a spirit of comparison. And you know what that demon is waiting He's waiting for you to open the door. And as soon as you start scrolling through, you have one demon that's coming after you saying, oh, I got you. Let me tempt you with this. Let me show you what you don't have and what they do have. And he begins to whisper those lies. By the way, at the same time, you got another demon of lust over here that starts to pick up and go. It's not just one that's carrying it on. You've got multiples that are coming after you. It's an unfair fight, right? How in the world? You hear it all the time. How do we get out of it? How can I get to that place that I can find victory? We're going to find that in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Some of you know this passage. It talks about putting on spiritual warfare. So turn over to your left a few books back, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. But before we do, I just want to stop for a second. I know I talked about low self-esteem and depression. 
Some of you today, you could just barely drag yourself out of the house to even come here. Uh, Some of you online at home, you couldn't even get out to come, and that's why you're watching online. I, I just want to say to you, God says something different than what Satan says. I want to say to you, God says something different. You want to know what the truth about you is? God didn't make a mistake when he made you. You are not junk. God created you exactly the way you are. He knew the hairs on your head. He knows every inner part of who you are, even before you were born. And God created a special path just for you. You don't have to compare to anybody else. He has a plan just for your life. And have you been listening to the lies of Satan? Because that's not what God says. God created you special for his glory. Psalm 139, I'm not going to read it, but it talks about how special you are. You ought to go back and read that just to be encouraged by who the Lord is and what he says about you. In the middle of Psalm 139, it says, I will praise the Lord because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. It's a recognition that God made me special from me. And he gave me a special path just for him. And when you recognize that, it makes you want to worship him, not run away from him. That he is standing with arms open wide waiting for you. Even today, he's doing that. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy. So let's talk about it. Spiritual warfare that comes. So now we know there are all these forces, these demons, these ones that are whispering lies over and over and over again to you, to me, to any of us. Whether you're a believer in Jesus or not, those same temptations come. And here, Ephesians, Paul talks about what it means to go into warfare. Ephesians 6, verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Here's what we do wrestle against, the demonic rulers, against the demonic authorities, against the demonic cosmic powers. Look at all the different levels that they even list there. Those over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Satan has an entire army with varying levels ready to come and attack you. In the scripture, there was a man that had multiple demons cast out. They called him legion because there were so many attacking him. It happens to you and me. So what do we do about it? Verse 13, it says, therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the, breast, the, the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you could extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, flaming darts, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So maybe you're like me. You're going, okay, great. Praise the Lord. I've got some knowledge now of what to do. I have no clue what I'm supposed to do with that. I heard a bunch of stuff about putting on some spiritual armor, but I, I don't know what that means or, or where I'm, what I'm even supposed to do with that. So let me help you. I want to help you with one specific piece of armor that Paul talks about here in Ephesians. When you're flipping through social media, when you see those other things, where does that beginning thought go to? Well, obviously, it goes to your mind. It begins to enter into your mind, and as you process it more and you begin to grab a hold of it, and he's got that hook and he's pulling you in, it begins to affect your heart, and then ultimately you take actions to follow after that. So that first temptation comes with a thought of, I don't, they do. So when that thought comes, that's a demon bringing influence into your life. 
And in this passage, it's talking about the helmet of salvation to bring protection to your mind. The helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation reminds us of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you have been saved by Jesus, you were heading down the path of sin and death, and he has saved and rescued you from that. You have the gospel in your life, and you get to choose to put that helmet of salvation on. Christ follower, those of you that are in this room that have chosen to be what Jesus wants you to be in, the, in your life as you pursue him, you have the chance to wear this helmet of salvation. And, and by the way, when you do, it shows us who Jesus is in your life. Now all of a sudden, comparison is not a bad thing because you're not comparison, comparing to other people, you're actually comparing to who Jesus is in your life. You start to recognize who you are in the gospel story, what Jesus did and what he has done for you. It changes your perspective completely. And when that happens, you put on that helmet of salvation. Now when Satan sends those fiery darts at you, they bounce off. Praise the Lord. You have protection. You have protection in the name of Jesus. And this brings me to my second truth. When you compare to others, it leads you to sin. When you compare to Jesus, it leads you to holiness. So remember, I'm comparing all the time. I hear those voices pointing me to what Satan wants to do. Pull me away from what God desires in my life. But Jesus, when I compare to him, it starts leading me down a pathway of holiness. What in the world does holiness mean? You've heard that word before. It's not holy cow. That's not what I'm talking about. The holiness of God Almighty. He is set apart. He is other than. He is perfect in every way. And you know what? You and I aren't. I hate to break that to you, but we're not. We have all sinned, the Bible says. All sin means we've messed, we've messed up somehow. We've gotten jealous. We've lied. We've done something that has been against God Almighty. We've all done it. And we all still do it. And when we compare ourselves next to a holy God, we recognize there's a huge chasm. There's actually a debt that needs to be paid. Now, we try to raise our own value by doing things, but you know what? We never can when it comes to eternity. Value is actually determined by what the buyer is willing to pay for it. Have you ever tried uh, things like eBay, Etsy, Mark, uh, Facebook Marketplace, any of those kind of things? I tried selling something on Facebook the other day, Marketplace. You know what happens, I put a, a price out there and as soon as somebody comes to the door, they wanna give me less. Happens every single time. It's what the buyer is willing to pay. You sinned against God, our relationship is broken, the debt is so strong in our life because of all the sin that we've piled up, God knew the only way to break that was to give everything and he gave his son Jesus. Jesus paid it, he paid it all. That's why we sing that song. That's why we talk about it. Jesus paid it all. Jesus gave everything for you. He gave everything for you, for you online. He gave everything for you. He recognized that the, the debt was too much to pay. And the only way to make it right was so that he gave his everything for you. You want to talk about worth? You want to talk about comparison here? Jesus loved you so much that he was willing to give it all just for you here in this world, in this life. Now, here's the crazy thing about it. 
As we start to put on that helmet of salvation, we start to remember the gospel. We start to remember the depths of God Almighty coming to this earth as Jesus, living a sinless life, going to the cross, dying for you and me, being raised three days later, and praise the Lord when we give our lives to him, renewing our relationship with God. When we start to think about those and we have that helmet on, all of a sudden those darts that Satan, the temptations that he brings, they're not as strong anymore. And we begin to renew our mind in who Jesus is over and over again. It's a reminder that as we begin to walk this path, that we stop listening to the voices that whisper the lies to us, and we begin to listen to wisdom that's from above. We begin to listen to the wisdom of what God brings into our life. When we do that, that changes us. Now we're ready for spiritual warfare. We're ready to go against what Satan would bring into our lives. James shows us what would happen if we follow after the good wisdom that we can discover, listening to the voice of truth that comes into our life. Back in James chapter 3, the last two verses of the chapter, and then I'll conclude. Verse 17 says, But the wisdom from above, look at this, is pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial, sincere. What a great list. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. What he's saying here is when you stop comparing to others and you begin to compare to Jesus, when you begin to remember the gospel and you put on that helmet of salvation, all of these good fruits start to come into your life. Remember the vile practice, the the chaos that happens when you put yourself with bitter jealousy and when you go towards selfish ambition in comparison that way towards others? This list is completely different. Your life will be changed as you begin to pursue Jesus in your life and compare yourself to him. For those of you that are Christ followers in this room, I recognize what's happening because the same thing happens to me. We get caught up in the day-to-day journey thinking, ah, we're good, right? We made a decision some time ago. Jesus has changed my life. Yes, he's come in. Now I get to live however I want to. And before long, I start to forget the gospel that changed my life. I start to listen to the lies of the enemy. I start to go away from what God wants in my life and I begin to pursue my own glory instead of pursuing his. Are you there today? Christ follower? One that has chosen Jesus? Are are you at that place that you've been listening to the lies of the enemy for so long in your life that you've forgotten what the gospel means? Let me give you a couple of ways that you can combat that. First of all, choose to believe in the gospel. Choose to be reminded of that day you gave your life to Jesus, what it meant to surrender your all to him. He gave his all for you. Remember what it means to pursue him and to give your all back to him again. Have you gone away? Today, for the first time, you can actually reject the lies of of Satan in this room. Or maybe for the 1500th time, it's time to come and reject the lies of Satan. There is power in the name of Jesus. Philippians 2.10 tells us about that. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. That includes demons, spiritual forces. They bow at the name of Jesus. There is power in his name. Let me give you a tool that you can use. Here in this room, you can use it at home in your living room. You can use it in the car as you're walking down the street. In school, it doesn't matter. Out loud, there's still debates whether the demons can actually hear our inner thoughts or not. So let's just cover it. Out loud, you can say, in Jesus' name, I reject the lies of Satan. I believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ and he is Lord of my life and claim it and mean it. 
That is spiritual warfare. That is putting on the helmet of salvation. You can do that today. Secondly, you can also be reminded of the gospel every single day in your life. I'm gonna, I don't want to do that. Hopefully somebody reminds me. Well, we have this thing called the Bible, in case you haven't realized. It's actually God speaking to us. He tells us about himself in the Bible. There's a, on that same card that Jared talked about earlier, that code that you can scan. If you're online, you can go to filter.org connect. There's a place to download a document. It's called uh, the Gospel Method. And you click on that, and it actually is a printout, English and Spanish. For those of you that are up on Spanish, praise the Lord. English and Spanish. And it's a way to walk through scriptures where you're actually reminding yourself of the gospel every, every single time you look at the Bible. It doesn't matter if you're in the Old Testament or New Testament. It helps direct your heart back to the gospel. As a matter of fact, it's called renewing your mind in the Bible. Romans 12, 2. Don't conform any longer to the patterns of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What goes in is what's going to come out. Put the gospel in you will constantly be reminded that helmet of salvation, you're ready for warfare. So two things today, as a believer in Christ, confess to Jesus that he is your Lord. Tell him once again, reject the lies. Be reminded every single day of the gospel. Read the word of God and be reminded so it's on your heart and lips. Now for those of you, I know you've come here, you're broken, you've had nowhere else to turn to, you've been searching, and for some reason you showed up in this room today online. I can tell you why the Holy Spirit has drawn you to come and hear this message today. You've been listening to the lies for far too long. You have. God Almighty created you special today. He has a plan just for you. You have sinned against God, and he's saying to you, I have a way. If you would simply believe in my son, Jesus Christ, who gave everything. Today, in just a moment, we're going to have pastors down front. Prayer team will be down front. Online, you can even talk to those the pastors that are online. Today, if you're ready to give your life to Jesus, say, I'm tired. I'm giving up. I'm not doing that anymore. Satan, I am done with you. Because we know where that path leads. Chaos, disorder, and vile destruction. It's going to happen. I promise you. Are you done with that? Today, choose Jesus. For the first time, be ready to put on that spiritual helmet of salvation. And here's your assignment. Come. When you're ready and you meet one of these pastors, you can say in your heart, today I know I followed after what Satan has said into my life. Today, Jesus, I'm choosing you for the first time and I wanna give you my everything. Come and tell it with one of these pastors that'll be down here. Here's what Satan's gonna say. Hey, other people are gonna watch you. By the way, Christ's father is gonna say the same thing. Remember that temptation and that lie? If I go down front, look at what they're gonna think about me. Recognize that? Whose voice is that? Listen to the Lord this morning. What is he telling you to do? Is it time to stand up for Jesus and reject the lies of Satan? Let one of these pastors pray. Pray with you in power and authority that you'll find victory today. And for the first time, if you're ready, this is the moment. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy. Your car is still there. Come down and let somebody help you discover who Jesus is. Stand with me. Pastors, come forward and prayer team. We're going to continue in worship, recognizing Jesus as our Messiah. This is your moment. Allow him to speak to you. Baptism waters are ready, by the way. If you come today to say, Jesus is my Lord, you've heard. We've already got two baptisms ready to go this morning. You can actually choose to be baptized this morning as well. We have shirts ready for you right now. 
We have clothes that will be ready for you today. You don't have to wait any longer. Don't make excuses. Don't listen to the lies. Come and get your life right today. Christ follower, for the first time, for those of you who've never put on the helmet of salvation, make today your day. Let's come and talk to the pastors. Let's spend time in warfare, in spiritual warfare this morning.